The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Basically, I turned around to John and I said, John, have you seen the mural yet? And he looked at me as if probably a million people had said it been before and he pointed to the rushy one and he went, that's not me, mate, that's not me. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Say It and Spray It podcast. My name's Justin. Joining me as always... Mark, the CEO of Merwolves, the man with the cans. How you doing? All right? Good, Justin. How are you, mate? All good. All good. Now, this next one, John Aldridge. I think he was having a few technical problems because the, the sound on John's side is a little bit muffled. He was sitting in his kitchen. Uh, we were doing it by Zoom, obviously. We weren't up there interviewing him. And brilliant. What a lovely guy. What a really genuinely nice guy. It was great fun. Yeah, it's a bit of a theme running through, isn't it? The, the people that we're meeting and yeah, the people yeah. we've got on this show, they're all really lovely guys. And, and John, uh, yeah, really special guy. Probably one of the most passionate people I've met in terms of his reaction to how he feels about the club you know he didn't hold back and and really emotional when I uh I was a bit drunk actually when I first (laughs) bumped into him um but you know when he learned there was a mural of him he was so so emotional about it the fact that he had that done and he was he, he also felt like he was very honest and actually very modest said that he didn't deserve it um yeah, yeah. didn't deserve it ahead of Ian Callahan mm. and he said like, how can how can I have a mural before Ian Callahan and and fast forward a few months and there's a Ian Callahan mural with Phil Neal in Anfield now and it all started with that man so uh wow. there you go he's passed his torch on and because of him that he's made something happen but Great guy, great stories. I mean, we speak about some of the players that he played with in that Liverpool team. Mm. You talk about some of the players that he played with in that Ireland team, you think, God blimey, that, yeah. that was a proper team. That What an international team that was. Yeah. You wouldn't want to mess with them, would you? They no. were they were great. Really enjoyed the the, the talk. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, it was a little bit of a, a technical issue. I've got some dodgy earphones there, but um, it, it's good enough and we can hear it and yeah, yeah. understand it. Oh yeah, stay with it because it's a really, really good chat. Let's uh, let's listen to that now. I'm all right, Justin. Thanks very much. Yeah, not bad. Excellent, excellent. Now we, we we'll get onto the, uh, the the street art around Liverpool very shortly, but let's have a a, a quick look at your uh, your career. So you were born in Liverpool, um, but you started your football career at Newport County. Did you have any trials for Liverpool or anything like that, or was it straight? to Yeah, no, no. I had um, actually played for Liverpool schools in cricket, not football. <laughs> I didn't get in the football team, but I did have trials for Liverpool Football Club. Right, when I was, uh, nearly sixteen. Yeah, for about uh, oh Jesus. I must have been going there for about six weeks on the bounce. Uh, and then, you know, Tom Saunders sat us all around and he, he addressed us. And 
I'll always remember you said to me, John, we'll definitely be giving you a ring. That was a great goal he scored against the B team today. That phone call came 13 bloody years later, by the way, and uh, cost him nearly a million pounds in the process. So, yeah, I didn't get in as a kid. But my two mates by trade, the British Leyland making cars, Triumph Stag, the Dolomite Sprint, the R7, then ones before I actually got up and got a move, you know. That's fantastic, fantastic. So, uh, obviously, to Newport, then to Oxford, where you were massively successful for quite a long time, and then finally on to Liverpool. A tally of 330 football league goals and the sixth highest in the history of English football. Not bad for someone who was working on Triumph Dolomites, etc., I would say. <laughs> yeah, it's quite ironic, because I was doing Liverpool uh, LFC TV about three or four weeks ago, and... Uh, I'm number one living. The one who, unfortunately, <laughs> the other five ahead of me have passed away. And they were, to be fair, Arthur Rowley, Jimmy Greaves, you know, with the great Dixie team, players like that, when were, were, were unfortunately they've all passed away. And, uh, you know, I hope I'm, I'm still here for a few years to, to boast about it, to be quite honest. But, uh, yeah. To be fair, but to be fair to most of them, like, they were, they, those were all in top flight. I came, you know, through Newport County. Uh, we got promotion uh, from Division 4. Then Oxford got with them promotion from Division 3 and Division 2. And I got to Division 1 and won Division 1 with Liverpool. So so it worked out great, to be fair, because I can actually say, you know, fourth, third, second, first, went up FA Cup, League Cup. Yeah, you know, I've done the rounds and golden boots in a, in a few years. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite delighted with that, if we honest, after being there. As you say, making cars at the age of 20 years of age. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Now, internationally, of course, you played for the Republic of Ireland mm-hmm. under under the granny rule. Was there ever an option yeah. to play for England or was it always going to be uh, for, for Ireland? To be fair, when I was, when I was young, uh, I followed both Ireland and, and, and England. Um, and when Jack Charlton got the job, you know, he came to see me play. Yeah, I guess Aston, Aston Villa in the semi-final of the, 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 the League Cup, which was the Mill Cup at the time for Oxford. And I scored a couple of goals at Villa Park and became and, and offered, you know, the, 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 you know, to play for Ireland. And it was, it was all like, that was the, the best thing probably happened to me in my football career, along with being obviously playing for my boyhood, my boyhood team, Liverpool. Uh, it, was, it was amazing 10 years. I was gifted. I, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I think Jack Charles was the best manager I've ever been involved in. And, um, yeah, I was blessed. Playing for a legend like Jack Charlton must be uh, quite exciting, I imagine. He had some. Did he have some unusual sort of training methods? Have I read? Is he kind of was he quite wild with his training methods, or is that something I've sort of no, dreamt up? Very old school, right? This is what you got with Jack Charlton. Ireland had some tremendous players in the sixties and seventies, eighties. Didn't qualify. He, he, he organised us. Uh, we were very regimental in the way to play. Something like what Wimbledon had done years ago. You know, balls into the corners. I chased. I wasn't a striker, uh, such around. I was a runner. Uh, and he brought in this strategy where you don't get the ball away across the back four or the midfield four. You get the ball in the corners. Right. I get the ball. Then we push up to the halfway line and then we play in their half. Uh, and when they've got the ball, uh, the sweeper, which they had in them days, run out, run out, then rather than let them have the ball and then do the, just keep on working. And like the game pressing now. And then when the ball went into midfield, our midfield, Ronnie Whelan, Andy Townsend, Paul McGrath was on top of them. Yeah. And, and no one no one played like that and no one could handle playing against us. Very shrewd, brilliant management. Fantastic. That was a great team, wasn't it? Some great players in there you've just mentioned. I mean, Do you know what, Mark? Tell you what, I always say this, especially when I'm in Ireland doing the talk and such. I always remember Ireland's best team on paper would be this one. We played Scotland at Hamden Park. In goal was Packy Bonnet. Celtic. Right back was Paul McGraw. He played right back the great Paul McGraw, wow. Man United. Left back was Ronnie Whelan, not centre half. 
left back was Ronnie Wheel in Liverpool. The two centre-halves was Mick McCarthy, Man City, Kevin Moran, Man United. Now, your four midfield players was, was Ray Houghton, Liverpool, Tony Galvin, Tottenham Hotspur. And centre midfield was Mark Lawrence in Liverpool and Chippy Brave in Juventus. And Frank Stapleton, uh, Man United, I think Frank was that. And myself, Liverpool. That's a proper team, by the way, on paper. That's a team you'd to take anywhere. That's a dream team, isn't it? That's a dream team. That's a few quid, wouldn't it, to put together? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, um, we won 1 0. We should have been more, to be honest, because uh, you know, Scotland going through an indifferent period at the time. We played really well. But I always remember that team being a dressing room thinking, wow, this is this is something. Amazing. So, Mark, how did you first meet John and what was the circumstances behind it? Uh, the first time I met John was we, we were doing the um, revealing for the Ian Rush mural, which is right outside Anfield. And Ian and Ian's wife, Carol, uh, invited John to come along to be part of the ceremony, to cut the ribbon and to be there with all the fans. It was a... It was a brilliant experience. Uh, it was, it was a, a few tough days, to be honest with you, because we had a couple of days to get the mural up and uh, we didn't get much sleep because uh, the hotel we were staying in got uh, got firebombed in the uh, in the middle of the night. So three o'clock in the morning, we all got evacuated. So we did, that was on the first night. And, and my van that I had was, um, was parked up next to it and uh, had all of our paint in it. And the fire brigade put the van out and put the fire out and it literally just before everything exploded but it was a pretty horrific time I and mean, we look back at it now and laugh but we turned up and started working on that mural kind of without much sleep so um you're always nervous when you start these big projects and when you've had any sleep it's uh sometimes harder but adrenaline gets you through it so we've done this we've done this gigantic mural of ian um which everyone knows about now it's as as the players come in to the uh to the stadium and uh, John John came there as well, and I, I met John had a, a nice chat with him, uh, took a lovely photo, and that was the first time that we we got speaking. We we met each other again not long after that because we got in, uh, commissioned by Liverpool Football Club to paint a series of murals, which are on the hoardings that is covering up where the new Anfield Road stands being built, and it's a big long stretch, and they just wanted us to create some artwork on there and. I just didn't feel that to do a little piece somewhere in the middle would uh, would would be worth doing. So what I done was I kind of used the whole budget and I said, right, let's just let's just make something special here. We had sixteen of our artists using a space which was about eight foot by eight foot, and I said I want everyone to do a portrait in their own style, and that kind of makes it a little bit different. Obviously, you know, who do we paint? There's so many different people that we could do, so many legends from Liverpool Football Club. So we said, let's just narrow it down. Let's narrow it down to strikers. And even then, we have to narrow it down to strikers in the last 20, 30 years because, you know, otherwise you go all the way back and you've got the Ian St. John's and people like that. And it's just so many great names. And we wanted to get some of the contemporary players in there as well. So the players that have just won lots of things with under Jürgen and even some of the new signings, just to kind of show a mixture so we kind of split it up and we had one side, which was the new ones, which was even Nunes had just joined. He was on there and Jota and, and Salah and players like that. And then at the far left end, we had the, the likes of Robbie Fowler, the legends like Ian Rush, uh, Dirk Kite was on there. And John, John was selected on there, rightly so, proper Liverpool legend. And uh, we, we were really pleased with the outcome of how that looked. The plan is that at some point, them hoardings will come off once that stand's been built. They will all be auctioned off to the Liverpool Football Club uh, Foundation, LFC Foundation. So it's going to a great cause. 
And uh, I guess someone's going to end up with a big holding mural of John Aldridge in their backyard or in their um, in their house at some point, which is which is pretty cool. <laughs> what we want to do is uh, spoke to John about this. We'd love to see if we can recreate them at some point on a on a more permanent basis. But we've done them once, and the funny thing is, is there was a Liverpool uh, FC Foundation charity match, and uh, we went there. We, we had the whole team there after painting this mural. So we took over a few of the boxes. And then afterwards, Rushy said, come over and meet him over in the stand. So we were on our way walking around after the game. And as I was walking up the steps from the main stand, uh, John was coming out and he was wobbling out. Yeah, I think he'd had a few. And uh, we bugged into <laughs> each other. We, we, we got, and, um, and, and then it was, basically I turned around to John and I said, John, have, have you seen the mural yet? And he looked at me as if probably a million people had said it been before. And he pointed to the rushy one and he went, that's not me, mate. That's not me. <laughs> he completely forgotten that it was us. And I said, no, no, no. I'm not, I know that's not you. I know that's not you. I don't know how many times that's happened. But I said, there's one of you being done in Stanley Park uh, on the Holdings. And, and he asked to see a picture, which I showed him. And straight away, it, the emotions just went crazy. He, he got very emotional and gave us a nice big hug and just said, you don't know what you've done to me. You, you don't know what you've done for me and my family. This means so much i love this club they were the words i don't forget them they were just it was a really special moment and uh we exchanged numbers and we agreed that we'd uh arranged to to go back and and have a look at it which he did and he went down there with uh one of the artists adam and with courtney our photographer and took a few lovely photos in front of it so that was that was a great time great memory yeah, nice. People people don't realise just you know, when I was young I just Liverpool was like my life. Now I used to write to Shankly, Bill Shankly must have got sick and tired of me writing to him and I went to my first game when I was like seven or eight. Uh, and I just wanted to be Roger Hunt from that day onwards. So so yeah, you know, then I then went in the teen when in teens I used to go home every home game. And then when I was like sixteen or so, even before, I used to go to the away games. On the special train, it was tribal then, mate. Oh, you, mate a few sets of those, big time. Those were the days you. you didn't want to go on them trains. I would oh, say. Oh, yeah. tell you what, I, I seen some. I got involved. I had to get involved in some sets as well. Oh, hello. But it was good eye opener. It was a good eye opener. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah, Liverpool. You know, when I was when I was young, it was like I, I just look forward to going to games every weekend. Or more away, and and until I have my picture done, you know. Uh, but I only I only was at the club for like two and a half years. One hundred and four games, I scored sixty three goals. I think at this moment stands a little bit better than what Moses at the moment. But obviously he's played a lot more games, so I did what I had to do. You know, unfortunately Kenny sold me to Real Sociedad, but but that's all I had ever dreamed about when I was a kid to play for Liverpool. You know. Yeah. Golden boot with Liverpool yeah. score goal and the cop because I'm a local lad as well. I absolutely love anyone locally coming through. So you know it was just amazing. When, when you came in, John, was you was you replacing Ian Rush or was you playing? I can't remember the circumstance. Yeah, yeah Ian was going to Juventus uh, at the end of that season, eighty six, eighty seven. So I came in late January eighty seven and and played a couple of games before the end of that season because Kenny said you just got to wait for Ian to go because we played through the middle at the moment with Jan Morby and myself. You know, seven balls through for Ian. We're changing the whole landscape for you. You know, your forte from wide positions as well as that in the middle. He said, "So just, just bear with me and trust me." So he went and got John Barnes, who was just ridiculous. Picture the scene: all of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Peter Beasley wasn't too bad, too bad himself, by the way. Yeah. And then your mucker from, from Oxford and, and, and Ireland, Ray Alton, he was, he was, he was, he was the, the brains of He had such a great football brain. So the four of us just went and we just clicked. You've got a good football player, you, you, you'll always manipulate and be able to play with any type of player. You know, but, but these, we, we all had good football brain. And just overnight, just when we played, just clicked. And it was just unbelievable to play, play alongside them and to watch. It's obviously great to be playing. I mean, the names you've just mentioned there, they're quality players. They're going to fill you with confidence. But going into that Liverpool team to, to replace Ian Rush, there's big boots to follow, aren't they? That's uh, big shoes to fill, I should say. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a lot of pressure. Do you know, do you, do you know, do you know what, Mark? I'll tell you what, it, you know, that wasn't a problem for me because I was playing for Oxford in the first division, you know, top division with Liverpool. And I was scoring 20 goals plus with, with good players. I went to the dressing room with, with, with great players. And, and I knew I'd get better service. With all due respect to my Oxford comrades, which were they were great lads. These were all international players. So I knew I'd get more service, better service. And I was very confident to score in goals. That wasn't the problem. I knew I'd, I'd do pricing and I knew I'd score goals at what rate I don't know. My problem was getting into the dressing room, getting to know these lads, you know, because these were my heroes. When I was playing for Newport or Oxford, even in the first division, when the end of the game was, I was straight to the radio, so Liverpool got on, you know, Liverpool went, how'd you get on? And I'm sharing the dressing room with them. It's integrating. I found that quite hard for, for about a month. But once, you know, I made a mark and... I'm quite a jovial lad and make make, make like make funny jokes and making people laugh. Yeah, we all got on like a you know, like a house on fire and it was all alright then. But you know, to take over him was it could have been for anyone else, Thornton, with all due respect. But I was I was very confident that I could do what, what I had to do. But what a player. What a, what a, what a, what a great player. What a great goal scorer he was. Just going back to the mural itself, because obviously we just touched on it. Obviously, I showed you the photo on my phone. When you see it, obviously, you, you get that first glance. But when you go down and see it in person, it's it always looks different. What, what was your reactions like? Do you think it yeah. captured you in every sense? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't an action photo, obviously, because we were all just the pictures of, of the, the top, top of the park. So that was one of my first photos, actually, when, when I joined Liverpool. I think was, that your, was that your Panini sticker then, do you reckon, John? <laughs> I think it was, you know. I think you're right. It was one of those match or shoot magazine stickers or something. I'm pretty sure that that could have been the first pre-season. When you when you come in for the first pre-season and we all had, you know, the head and shoulders picture. That was that was the first season. I'm pretty sure about that. Fantastic. I wonder how many people uh, went up to Ian Rush and said, "I've seen your mural down at the uh, Stanley Park." <laughs> <laughs> no, I had slightly longer hair than was here. But you know what? When, when you do look. Like, even, even now, when you look at the old, and I watch LFC TV, I love watching the old Liverpool games, and you see Ian, and, you know, you can see why people, we we ran definitely, actually. I, had, I, I run, Ian, like, glided when you run, I sort of run off, off my back a little bit. So when we run, you, you could see, but I think the fact that we just scored goals, and we had the muzzy, and we had, we, looked, we did look like, you know, from a distance like each other, that's where it all come from. Yeah, so if Russia went, 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 if Russ
Oh. <laughs> so you like standing double wax for each other? Do you know what? The one thing that, you know, he goes mad with, and I, I go mad with, is the fact that people used to say, they were idiots, by the way, they call themselves reporters, that we couldn't play together because we were so, so similar. If you've got a football brain, as I said before, you'll find a way we're playing with anyone alongside you, and you get used to each other, to complement each other. And all I can say, whenever we played together, which was quite a few times, either he scored, or I scored, or both of us scored, except for that horrible game where we lost the league the last minute of the season against Arsenal. And Russia had to go off for all the time. He got an injury. And I still did the, the state thing. And I know it's all right. But that's good. If he'd have stayed on, one of us would have got a goal and it would have been a different story. But it wasn't. Famous game, that, of course. Very, very famous that's, game, yeah. Let's change, change the subject. Yeah, OK, let's do that. Let's, do... <laughs> <laughs> let's change the subject. OK. So what do you think about the, uh, the, the, the street art that's going around Liverpool and around Anfield? I think when you when you're a club such as Liverpool, very historic, you know, uh, you know, you go back. The, so the, the history is immense, and I know because I, I I watched them through it. Even the sixties team when they won the first FA Cup, which was amazing. Like in them days, the FA Cup was bigger than winning the league, you know. And the players that I watched, iconic. And I think you know when I first seen one of the first ones, and that's brilliant. Just come up with that idea, you know, especially with the with the, with the, the old fashioned buildings that in and around Anfield. Well, very oldy worldy and some of them got you no know, side walls where you don't get them this day and age. It's perfect. It, it enhances the, the quality of the master experience. You know, people going through there not just seeing a blank wall, they're saying, Well, wow, I remember Roger Hunt. But Ray Clemens, the best goalkeeper we have ever ever had. That's a brilliant one as well. Look, you know, even the blood the plays from today. But I have to say I, I loved seeing the ones of the the SDA fellows in the sixties and seventies. Um, we've had that many great players and great teams. You'd run out of walls. You just would run out. There's not enough walls. And I'm not being biased. You know, other teams can say the same, but it's literally got so many, many fantastic, great, amazing players over the years. I have to agree with you as well. The one, the ones that I think are the most special are, are the the ones from time ago, the legends, and and you mentioned the Ray Clements one. Uh, in particular, so Ray Clements um, uh, and Roger Hunt with and uh, Ian St John. These are people that aren't with us anymore, but we we painted them while they were here, so they've seen it. They yeah, they know that, that legacy really? is. We know how much it meant to Ray and and his family because we yeah. spoke to them about it. So you know, them ones make us make us really proud. Um, of course, we love doing the more contemporary legends and the current players, but. Yeah, you know, that's what I say. That's what the the club is built on, wasn't it? Without these players, it wouldn't be uh, where it is today. Spot on, spot on. And it, you know, like, like the streets are took over from. Obviously, you used to have like statuettes, statues out. You know, you you go to West Ham, and that's brilliant when you see you know Bobby Moore and Peters and Hurst, and you see some of the Billy Bremner, you know. Shanks, obviously, at Liverpool and Bob Paisley and these ones. They're always done when when people have passed away. And I'm thinking, what's that all about? Do it while they're here. So at least what you're doing, Mark, these players can actually see and, and, and realise how well thought of they do it. You don't have to be six foot under, you know, with all due respect, you know, to, to, to have to, to win. And then your family's great for your family. That's what we say when I see mine, like, you know, I was because I'm a little through and through. You know, it's while people are still, still alive that you, you know, you, you, you try to do it for the old ones that, that haven't got too long, maybe, maybe with us, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have to say, I agree with you. We, we we have been known at one point though that we had a bit of a kiss of death because uh, I think at one point we was painting people and they were gone a few weeks later. So yeah. you know we wanted. <laughs> no, that's, that's, you're, you're that's looking back. That's just unfortunate. That, 
At least they've seen that they, they've seen them all. Don't give yourself me, you know, and from bad thoughts there. That's just unfortunate. And I know the players that you're on about, you know, like the Saints and and, and, and Roger and, and Ray in particular, them ones. It's just unfortunate. But at least they've seen it, mate. They're yeah. absolutely honoured that they've actually seen them. And the fans love to see it, love to see them on the walls, you know. So uh, is there anybody you think that hasn't been included should be going up in Liverpool, or do you think... Mark knows, Mark knows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I'll tell Peter you the story Pan. then. Call him, his name's Peter Pan. He's, he's, just, he's just turned 18 not long ago, but I'll let him talk, talk, talk through it. John, John called me up after not, not long after uh, he went down to see the mural and just shows what a character he is and how modest he is because he, he said, I'm, I'm embarrassed, Mark. I'm slightly embarrassed that I've got a mural up there of me. And I said, what are you talking about? You deserve it. He said, yeah, but to have it up there before Ian Callaghan, you know, that's not right. I, I get where he's coming from, but, you know, it... John's earned the right to have that mural, but yeah, Ian Callahan, another one of these many legends. Like you said, there's not enough walls to do all these people. You just need someone to to put that kind of seed in, really, to make it happen. And obviously, John suggested Ian, and it's it's happening. It's in progress. Um, we're working on something at the moment. It coincided with someone else suggesting it to me as well. It's brilliant. Um, so I messaged John straight away and and just said it's on. And uh, I think he was probably surprised how quickly we got moving on that, but. Um, that will that will be happening very soon. We're looking forward to getting that one up there because Ian Callahan, that's a proper name, isn't it, John? Oh, you know, he's 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 the other statesman that's that's with us now, you know. Every, we we've, we've become very, very solid friends over the years. We we won't, we think we're um, looking when we sit together, Liverpool always do well. Ah, do well. So, right. Yeah. We've been doing well anyway without them sitting together over the last six years or so. But, <laughs> so, so we, always, we always make a point of uh, letting the lads go so we find that OC, so we sit together most matches. Right? So, uh, yeah, he's bruised all over, don't, you know, uh, Justin, because I'm kicking every ball, I'm elbowing every ball, I'm coming bombed, <laughs> like, you know, the, the players are. So, I must get on his bloody nerves, you know, but he's the nicest, nicest gentleman yeah. you could ever wish to meet. 860-odd games, whatever, 70-odd games in basically 20 years. That's absolutely incredible. Never be beaten, you know, from the two perspective. It's amazing, really, that that John's going to be responsible for him having that mural up there. So that's a lovely touch. I'm, I'm painting a mural of myself in my back garden and the Is that what you do? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not imagining. I'm not imagining. No, I'm not imagining. No, I think I think what my match is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You know, it just enlightens the match day. When the Anfield Road ends, obviously finished off, it would be would be great. Even if they, I don't know whether the club had allowed it to, to integrate it with even on them walls or something with the iconic players that we've, we've talked about. Because as you say, you know, we're running out of walls and there's so many players there. I think it's brilliant. It's a great idea, you know, for them to, to come up and do it. You know, and every club, wherever you are, you know, you know, Watford, you've got a Barnsley there. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, and you know, they've done and quite a few other players. You know, every club should should have their great players highlighted in and around where the ground is. I think it's a great idea because you, can't, you can only do so many statues. Well, to be fair, we've got a lot at Watford. Mark's done loads at Watford. We've got Graham Taylor oh. and we've got Elton John, oh, of course. Yeah. What a lovely fellow Graham was, Matt. Loads of, loads, of, uh, loads of times. So we're very lucky. We got loads at Watford as well, which is where I met Mark. So uh, we're, we're yeah, doing well. that was on the Graham Taylor one. But we are, we're, we're, like a lot of clubs now, they're following the lead, really. They're seeing what Liverpool are doing and they're contacting us. And, and we are literally going from ground to ground now, doing all the big legends. Um, it, it's brilliant for us because, you know, we love football. I've got my own team. I'm West Ham United. You know, that's the only club that I 
haven't done one at yet, and that's purely because of wall really? space, because of the new area, of obviously, where the ground is. If it was back Billy up... Bonds. Billy, Billy Bonds. Billy Bonds. Billy Bonds. Billy Bonds. Of course, Billy Bonds. Uh, for my area, you've got the likes of Julian Dix and Paolo Di Canio yeah. and people like that. There's yeah. some pop there yeah. as well. I used, yeah. to, I used to like it. I used to like Pop Robson when, yeah. when I was young. We see, you know, and obviously, uh, the old Scottish mate, um, when and you played with um, Tony Cotty. Tony Cotty is a legend. Frank McAvinney. Great fellow, Frank. Crackers, he's crackers. West of me. I actually played in a in a friendly game at Upton Park, and he he came along and he played. He played centre midfield, and he he must have been retired twenty years at that point. And uh, you know, there was a few of us that could play a little bit, but he ran the show. I mean, what a player he was! And I think he'd literally come straight from the bar. He'd been out all night, come straight from the bar, straight onto the pitch, and he was still the best that player. Sounds exactly like him. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, good. it's good fun to be around, Frank. You know, I've known him for some years, and we've cut cross paths and. Good night, Al. Good lad. John, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Thank you. Enjoy the just mark. Yeah. Thanks so much, John. Really appreciate it. See you soon, buddy. Take care, lads. All the best. Brilliant, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, the sound wasn't the best, but um, we could make out what he was saying. What a great guy, and what an interesting story. Where, where's his uh, mural, Mark? Uh, his mural was part of a project that we'd done on the uh, Anfield, uh, Stanley Park, which is where the new Anfield Road stand was being built, right? and is still being built now. And obviously they had all this building work going up, so they put all these hoardings across it. We got commissioned to do some artwork across the back, and what we decided to do was just to paint some legends great excuse to paint legends and blew all the budget by getting in i think 16 artists everyone had a day to create a portrait and obviously you got to restrict it there's so many legends for that club so we decided to make it all about strikers strikers that have played over the last 20 30 years i think that was the the remit of it we snuck ian rush and kenny dalgleish in there (laughs) Um, you know just can't argue with that can you but we had we had kind of like the left hand side of the park was all the older legends with people like John Aldridge Robbie Fowler Dirk Kite there was there's some really interesting names in there and then then it was a bit more contemporary on the right hand side which had all the current lot on it and people like Mane that had just left and Origi but then you had like you know players that were currently playing now and Salah and even Nunes made it in there and it's a bit controversial because um, you know there was a lot of talk about him being a bit of a donkey but I tell you, I, I, I saw him play. I saw Nunes. So I, I was invited as a guest to Liverpool in the Champions League against Benfica. He destroyed them. He absolutely destroyed them. So although he had a bit of a wobbly start at Liverpool, and he's, he's still not finessed, but he's still scored a few goals. And I think he's going to be a, a player to be reckoned with as he gets more and more confident in there. He's just settling into the Premier League. So I knew that there was no problems. So we, we got him up on the wall as well. But we had all these different legends on there. And John Aldridge was, was one of them. And John came down and had his photo in front of it and he was so proud of it and his family was so proud of it it was it was magical and they've all they've just been taken down recently and they're going to be auctioned off for the uh, LFC Foundation so John Aldridge is going to end up in some very lucky person's home, I guess. Is this, uh, I mean, this, this is quite big, is it, this piece of art? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't remember exactly, but it's at least eight foot high, isn't it? So it's holding, <laughs> so eight foot by eight foot. So I should imagine wow. it would go in someone's garden or someone with a big home. Uh, it would definitely be a super fan. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. That's huge. We'll catch you next time on the Say It and Spray It podcast. See you later on.
Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.